0: I'm Janae McDonald-Wilborn, and this is A Drop of Encouragement. Before we get started with today's podcast, I thought I would share with you one of my new favorite things, and those are the clean towels from Clean Skin Club. Clean Skin Club provides biodegradable towels. They're soft, they're durable, and most important, they don't have all the bacteria on them that the towel hanging in your bathroom probably has right now. I know, it's gross, but don't worry, you can grab some clean skin towels and use them in your skincare routine from now on. Just go to cleanskinclub.com, use my name, Janae, as your coupon code, and save a little bit as well. All right, enough about that. Let's get on with the podcast. Merry Christmas. It's Janae and I'm bringing you another drop of encouragement. And this is a Christmas edition, although it's not going to be necessarily about Christmas, but about things that I know that happen around this time of year. But it's going to be a different Christmas, right? We're here. It's 2020. um, It's been quite a year and things look very different. So I know for a lot of us, our holidays are going to look different. Some of us are not going to be traveling or spending time with the family that we normally would be with in this season, I wanted to talk about something that I think is really important. Whether you're having an in-person Christmas with your family or you'll be Zooming on Christmas Day, FaceTiming, whatever device you use to speak from different locations, I want to just offer some encouragement to us all on how we can be um, the most encouraging to those around us in this Christmas season. And to do that, I wanna talk about something that I've talked about before in written form on my blog when I was blogging regularly back in the day. Um, But now that I'm in this new format, it just felt like the right time to bring this back up because I do think this becomes an issue year after year. I wanna talk to you about how to be an encourager during this Christmas season as you encounter your friends and family. And I wanna talk specifically about questions that I think you should avoid as you encounter your friends and family, however you're doing so, to make sure that you're bringing encouragement and not discouraging or bringing people down. So let me address these questions. These are the questions that I consider the Christmas grenades, not the cute TikTok thing that people are doing or reels where they pretend to throw a grenade and they open the door and the tree's up. I'm talking about legitimate conversation grenades that can blow up a room and really cause some unseen damage in the hearts and minds of those around us. So let me talk about these questions. These are the hot questions that I want you to avoid this Christmas, and I'm going to give you some alternatives of what you can say or ask instead to keep you from saying this. One of my favorite things that my husband says is people often say the wrong thing because they can't think of what to say. And they're not comfortable saying nothing. So the first thing I want to invite you to remember is it's absolutely okay to not have anything to say. There really is nothing wrong and I say that as a person who struggles with that. I always want to fill the silence and fill in those gaps but I'm learning more and more that sometimes it's okay to not say anything or let someone else get things started if you can't think of the right good thing to say. So with that in mind, here's the first question that I want to encourage you to absolutely avoid. When you encounter that lovely person in your life who is single, whether it's through Zoom or FaceTime or in person, please do not ask them, are you dating anyone? That question is the worst when you're single. You guys, I was single until I was 35 years old. And I spent about seven years in my late 20s, all the way till I was 34, and started dating my husband, where I did not go on a single date for seven years. That's a whole nother podcast episode. But as a person who was not dating, was not seeing anyone, the worst question for me to get asked in the holiday time that I kept getting asked over and over by family and friends was Are you dating anyone? And it was like a little dagger, you know, being stabbed into an open wound, really, <laughs> because I definitely was painfully aware of the fact that I was not dating any- dating anyone. I most definitely wanted to be in a relationship. I had a great desire to be married, and I knew I had to date someone to get there. And it just wasn't happening because it wasn't God's timing in my life, Um But I didn't know how that was going to play out. I mean, it's easy now to look back and see it and say that in a very casual way because I'm now 11 years into marriage. But I definitely remember it not feeling the least bit easy and definitely feel like it was never going to happen for me. And there are people who are single and don't want to be and you're asking that question and you're really hurting their hearts when you ask that question because you're forcing them to you know, sort of folk hyper focus on something they would rather not call attention to. So can I just suggest that instead of asking a single person if they're dating, maybe you should ask them, hey, what's something exciting or new that you've gotten into since I've last seen you? Something new you've discovered since I last saw you? I mean, I know that you know this, but can I just remind you that that single person in your life has a very rich and full life they do things. They go places. I mean, they used to go places and maybe they occasionally go places now, curbside pickup, but we're still doing and living lives when we're not married. We have full lives before we have spouses and we can have full lives after spouses if we lose a spouse and we can have full lives if we never get a spouse. So it's really important that we don't define people by the relationship that they're in, but instead learn more about who they are as an individual. The question you're not going to ask are you dating anyone? The question you are going to ask, what's new and exciting in your life right now? Now this next question that I would get asked as a follow-up typically to me saying I wasn't dating was really, in my opinion, so blatantly and obviously rude and inappropriate. I, I really can't wrap my mind around why people would ask it, but I was asked this question several times. Which was the so? Why aren't you married yet? Or isn't there anyone out there? Or what are you doing? Or are you getting out there? Those weird follow-up questions. I mean, clearly I've already asked you to not ask question one, but maybe you'll someone else will ask it, and you'll feel this impulse to follow up with one of these horrible questions. Please don't. Again, these are questions that they can't answer. Now, there might be someone in your life that is absolutely happy being single and has zero desire to get married and would be willing to say that, but I still don't think that it's something that you need to ask because you don't know that that's how they feel ahead of time. And if they're anywhere else on the spectrum, that question just really what they hear when you ask that question is, so what's wrong with you? Why are you so messed up that no one will marry you? I mean, that's what I used to hear. So... Again, let's be careful with our words. Let's think about what we're asking. And if we're talking to the person who is not married and is not dating, or maybe they're dating, but they're just not in a serious relationship and they're not headed towards marriage, instead of asking them about why they can't seem to get themselves married, why don't you ask them something else? Like what's something you're looking forward to doing in the coming year? We all have dreams and goals and visions. Maybe ask them about one of those, because again, They are much bigger than the relationship they may or may not choose to be in. Question three comes in hot behind these two. This is when maybe you are in a relationship. Maybe someone's dating. Maybe you've got that couple in the family that's been together for a while or been together for what you consider a while. And you're wondering if someone's going to pop the question soon. So you decide to pop your own question. Like, so are you guys serious? Are you going to put a ring on it? Do I hear wedding bells? all of these questions no don't do it these are bad and let me tell you why they're bad you don't know the dynamic of that couple you don't know what conversations they're having you don't know what conversation they may have had on the car on the way here you don't know what kind of can you're opening and how many worms are about to be everywhere so let's keep the little neck can let's put it away and let's let that couple work through their decisions as a couple on their own Can I give you some alternatives? Some great things you can ask instead are, how did you guys meet? Or what's something fun you guys like to do together? Tell us a funny story about you guys that we haven't heard. These are all great questions that don't make people feel awkward or uncomfortable, that can give an opportunity for a great conversation. But again, it keeps you from stepping into what's actually I hate to say this, but it's true. It's not really your business. It's not my business either. I mean, the only relationship I have the right to inquire about is the one between myself and my husband. Now, I can ask him all day long, how do you feel about me? And he can choose to answer or not, and we can work that out on our own. But no one outside of our marriage or outside of a dating relationship has the right to ask questions about that couple's dynamic or where they're headed, unless they're let's say a marriage counselor or therapist or a person who with wisdom that they trust that they've invited into their relationship. And my guess is that's not you at the Christmas gathering. Now let's move on to my sweetly married couple. Maybe you're newlyweds. Maybe you've been married for years. And I know the question that you get asked or you know you're dreading is going to be asked. And that's the question of, so when are you two gonna have some babies? Is there a bun in that oven? Do I hear the pitter-patter of little feet? Um, can I be real with you for a minute? When you start asking a couple if they're having children, one, you're sort of awkwardly asking them about their sex life, which I don't think that's appropriate. So stop doing that. Two, you don't know if they even wanna have children and it's perfectly okay and valid and wonderful for a couple to have decided that children are not in the cards for them that that's not something that they want to do you don't you're not required to give birth to children or adopt children or be parents you can just choose to be partners in life together and enjoy that life and bless others in other ways and then thirdly the sad one the hard one the one that i've walked through is you never know what couple is walking through miscarriage infertility some sort of painful experience with wanting desperately to have children and not being able to make that happen because it's not in their control. We don't control it, guys. I remember not getting pregnant, having had two miscarriages, having people say things like, well, you guys know how to do it, right? And I keep it real with you guys. So I'm going to tell you in those moments, I wanted to scream obscenities. I wanted to use All the words I had stopped saying back when I came to know Jesus and realized I shouldn't be saying them anymore. Because those words were so hurtful and so painful, they didn't just hurt me, they enraged me. Because those questions, those comments were so hurtful to my broken heart as I was grieving the loss of children that I had not been able to carry to term and wondering if I ever would be able to. Even after having two children, I've had four miscarriages. So I still, when people say, so you decided to stop it too? you got the perfect set. Those kind of statements are harmful and hurtful because they don't realize I've got six babies that never got to be in my arms and I grieve those children to this day. Now I can be thankful and love my children and I'm not asking everybody to reach out and feel sorry for me. I'm just saying, be aware that you are not aware of the ins and outs of what's going on in a couple's life. And they may be walking through something really painful that they haven't decided to share because they don't have to share it, especially while they're in the midst of it. But your statement could be hurtful. So when you see that married couple that doesn't have children, again, here's a whole list of questions you can ask instead of asking if they're going to have children. Ask something like, so how have you two been passing the time during the pandemic? What fun things have you guys done this year? How have you managed working from home together? Have you had to do that? What are you guys looking forward to in 2021? Hey, if we all get to travel openly again, what's the first place the two of you would like to go? There's so many things you can ask a couple that would help you get to know them better and connect with them, but won't cause any harm or hurt for an area that is really very personal and private and something that you should wait and let them initiate. In fact, if they are expecting and they do want everyone to know, I guarantee you they have worked on some elaborate reveal to share the news that will be recorded and shared on all forms of social media. But until that happens, keep those personal questions to yourself. Finally, for the people who already have kids, please don't ask them if they're going to have more kids. Again, secondary infertility is a real thing. There are people out there who would love to have more kids and can't. So your question is not just casual. It's bringing up something painful and hurtful. Also, there are some people who just, the one, two, three, four, or however many kids they have right now is about all they feel like they can handle. And they're good. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being content with the number of children you have. And here are some alternative questions you can ask that couple. Ask them a question like, so what did you and the kids do in this last year? Have you guys been virtually learning or have you been in school? How has that been for your family? What have the kids really enjoyed during the season with things being different? These questions let people know that you're interested in their family without making them feel that you're judging their family or the choices they've made about their family. In the end, we have to remember what Christmas is about and what we want to leave people feeling when we walk away from them after Christmas. We celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, and when I think about that, I'm reminded so much of how Jesus came to live on this earth as a human. The creator came to live as his creation, and I'm always blown away by that reality, always. Why on earth would Jesus choose to be one of us, a human, a person? And yes, he did it perfectly, but he still had to suffer all the indignities that came with being one of us, but he did it because he wanted to be a part of our lives in a more intimate way. And by living as a human and dying as a perfect sacrifice for us, we get full access to God through Jesus Christ. Intimacy with God is exactly what Jesus was here to accomplish, and he did that. And yes, Jesus asked a lot of intimate, personal questions of people, but Jesus already knew the answers to those questions. He wasn't asking out of curiosity. His questions were intentional. His questions were giving direction to the lives of the people he was speaking to. And our questions should be asked in a way that leads people into a better place. They should be questions that encourage. They should be questions that bring joy. They should be questions that shine a light on on the lives of those that you're speaking to. John 1:14 in the message version says the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one of a kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. That's who we want to be this Christmas season as we spend time with our friends and family. Let our conversation be conversation that brings glory, the one of a kind glory of Jesus Christ to those around us. Let's be generous. Let's be generous with our questions and let's be generous with our silence. If not saying something, if restraining ourselves from saying something, blesses someone, let's be generous enough to do that. And let's be true from start to finish. Let's be people who show kindness and love in the truest way possible by speaking things that lift each other up. These are my words of encouragement for you as you walk into these next few weeks celebrating the Christmas season. And I hope that they lift you up. I hope that they maybe convict you a little bit, but in the best way, I think conviction is encouraging. I'm encouraged to know that God continues to wanna work on me and make me a better person. And I hope you feel the same way. And I hope that you'll take that encouragement and you'll share it with others. So remember, you may be the drop of encouragement that someone needs this Christmas season. Make sure you share your love and your encouragement with those that you come into contact with. That's all I have for you today. I will be back with one more episode of A Drop of Encouragement before we end the year. So keep your ears open for the last episode of 2020 before we kick off a new year of encouragement.